Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International. JP McGrath and reporter Len Clark here and Len, some more coaching departures, more coaching incomings now as Marcus Freeman looks to build his first staff as Notre Dame head coach heading into this 2022 next season next fall when one such departure is John McNulty, tight ends coach, now departing to become offensive coordinator uh, at Boston College, a, a team who Notre Dame will face uh, and he will be coordinating the offense with a former Notre Dame quarterback in Phil Jakovic, but uh, a big loss. He's been a, 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 a fantastic coach. Coached up many great tight ends. The latest one being Michael Mayer, who we, who we feel is a surefire first round the next year. And so, Len, what are your thoughts on, uh, on McNulty's departure from this uh, from this coaching staff? Well, better John McNulty than Michael Mayer. So <laughs> um, he was he was a great tight ends coach. He helped develop Michael Mayer, but Michael Mayer at this point in his career just needs to be pointed in the right direction and just uh, to fine tune his skills. And any coach that is brought in, they did hire a tight ends coach is just going to kind of keep Michael Mayer on that path. But it's kind of exciting because, you know, Marcus Freeman, this is his team now. It's his impression. He's got an opportunity to be like other coaches who come in with their own staff. And so we thought there was going to be continuity. There was. There are still some major positions that have that continuity, like a Tom Reese at uh, the quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. And so it's just going to be a wait and see right now. We know that there's going to be some troubled waters ahead, but bringing in your own people, it seems that you're in the, the trenches together and you'll be able to overcome anything if you work together. So losing McNulty is big, but it'll be news for one day and then back to business as usual. Yeah, and now Tommy Reese has an entirely new offensive coaching staff as he begins to establish this new offensive identity. And the guy they brought in, Gerard Parker, uh, another one of Freeman's guys, you just said it there, Len, worked with him at Cincinnati, Purdue, uh, spent a season at Penn State as their wide receivers coach and just recently at West Virginia. And a guy who is, who when I had a look at the recruiting rankings for both Penn State and West Virginia in these last few years, all of their top offensive guys, whether it be top high-end sort of three stars, but a lot of four stars, 
Gerard Parker was the lead recruit on all of them. So it builds into this uh, culture that Freeman is trying to build. They want to recruit nationally and recruit well. And and uh, he's bringing in guys that can do that. And I've just just saw now then when I checked my phone about 10 minutes before we hit record that George Takis has uh, announced that he will be uh, entering the transfer portal. So that's uh, a tight end. He was not a tight end number two last year, obviously. Michael Mayer is the focal point of the offense, but was really... Uh, useful in in the sort of twelve personnel stuff and uh, had a, had a good season last year. So I guess that's his first uh, his first port of call for the new tight ends coach Gerard Parker and finding that new tight end two into the offense line. Well, when Marcus Freeman went out to find an assistant coach, he's finding somebody that can recruit. That's the name of the game in college athletics, especially football, is the ability to recruit in addition to coaching. But at this level, it's 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 more about the recruiting. Anybody could coach. I'm not saying that anybody off the street, but any good football person can, can lead a team. It's just getting that next generation of players to come in. And George Takis, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at Boston College with a chance to play. He's been in the shadows of Michael Mayer for a number of years, and he wants more playing time. And you can't you can't discourage him for that. But that means that the Irish are going to have to develop a younger tight end, get them up to speed. That's why we have spring drills coming up. And so, you know, when you take a look at the papers and and just the media and what's coming out of Notre Dame, you know, it, it seems like it's a constant carousel of who's coming, who's going coaching staffs. There's the rumor that Tom Reese is being recruited uh, to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. But, you know, that's just the nature of the game today. The big thing is by March 1st, hopefully everything will be in place. And then the Fighting Irish can really concentrate on preparing for the 2022 season. But there are some wins every once in a while, JP. Dylan McCullough, running backs coach hired from Indiana. He was heavily uh, recruited basically to become yeah. the uh, become a coach with the New York Giants, and it just shows you the type of coaches that Marcus Freeman is attracting. And he decided that he wanted to stay with Notre Dame, and I think that's a great move. Um, it would be kind of demoralizing to hire somebody and then have that person take off. And right now, the running backs really need to have some direction and bring in somebody that has the experience, especially at the NFL, to get them to the next level. So. We did see some of the early enrollees come on campus the other day. I'm impressed by the talent that is coming in. And especially when we're talking with quarterback Steve Angeli, that's going to be the interesting call this spring, JP, is Tyler Buckner. We think he is going to be the starting quarterback, but he needs to be pushed. You can't get somebody comfortable. And um, Angeli comes in with great skills, very mature for his age, and it's going to be interesting to see that battle during the spring and who's going to get a lot of reps. Yeah, I've been kind of banging the table for a, for a transfer in at quarterback just because I think, not that the room isn't talented. I mean, you have a, you, your main guy in Tyler Butler who you recruit. This should be his team, but it's a tough schedule next year, Len. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tougher schedule. You have, you have some big games, but you have some, some games you should be winning. But I just worry about that first game in Columbus going in there with a the guy who hasn't started and that can kind of set the tone. But I guess we'll get to that when spring ball runs around. But yeah, Dylan McCullough, I mean, you just said anytime your assistant gets interest from an NFL team, you know, you've done well, super experienced running backs coach. I like this blend of experienced um, coaches like Harry Heastand and Dylan McCullough and these younger, uh, younger coaches, both on the offensive and defensive side. And 
coached up a number of NFL running backs, Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard, and and uh, and helped uh, guys like Clyde edwards hilaire get a, a Super Bowl ring where he was at the Kansas City Chiefs for three years. So super impressive running um, resume of, of coaching running backs. And especially with this running back group that Notre Dame have, of course, you lose Kyron Williams, but Logan Diggs, Audrey Castamay and Chris Tyree. Wow. I mean, all three of them can do so many different things with and without the football in their hands. And the one coaching position that hasn't been filled then is defensive coordinator. Uh, the favourite seems to be Al Golden, uh, the current linebacker coach from the Cincinnati Bengals, mainly because we haven't heard anyone else because you have to cut, negotiate with these guys until they finish their seasons. And of course, Al Golden's going to be coaching in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, but another guy who's coached everywhere, he began his coaching career at Red Bank Catholic in uh, New Jersey, which is a school that Notre Dame have had a lot of success at, 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 get, at getting guys from DC at a number of uh, Power 5 schools and then had some head coaching runs at Temple and Miami, and I think you have some experience on the offensive side, helping Tommy Reese with like Dylan McCullough and Harry Heastan, but getting this experience on the defensive side for a very young coaching core, uh, such as Marcus Freeman, who is now going to be head coach, but also guys like Al Washington, who's going to be the defensive line coach and run and run game coordinator. Um, this this hire could um, this side really uh, excites me. Len, of course, we don't know yet if that's going to be, but if it is going to be our Golden, another home run hire, you feel at the defensive coordinator spot. Well, Irish Illustrated has been reporting that uh, the odds-on favorite is Al Golden. And just from a recruiting standpoint, you know, having somebody coming from a potential Super Bowl winning team, having that person on your staff is going to pay dividends in terms of recruiting. But then you, you bring in that coachability to get people to the next level. And I think this is really going to be a great addition to the Notre Dame coaching staff. So even though we're just sitting here biting our nails right now because the start of the spring camp is, you know, just about three, four weeks away and everybody's wondering where are the pieces um, they're going to be there. It's just not put on the table right now. You know, everything is going to be ready by the time, but more importantly, the, the players are really buying into it. They know the possibilities of the coaches. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of things that we don't see that they're privy to, but um, that's the great thing is to go into the spring camp, really with a sense of enthusiasm, uh, learning what they need to do to get better, and then more importantly, develop that team chemistry that is going to be needed when you open up the season at the shoe uh, in Columbus to take on Ohio State. But that's still, you know, many, many, many weeks ahead. Yeah. So fans, especially over in the UK, it's this is the nature of college football. If you take another look at programs around the country, you know, they're going through the same thing right now. Uh, but we just know that that this is Marcus Freeman's stamp. It doesn't have the continuity that we thought it was going to be. But what's more important is that that culture is still there, which is definitely more important. Uh, culture eats scheme, you know, nine out of 10 times. Uh, it's just sitting back and waiting to see what happens come spring. Yeah, one more thing, Len, before I want to ask you about these um, new recruits coming in, because you, of course, had your time to speak with them this week. But on the coaching front, a guy like Al Golden, who's, who was a great recruiter, uh, it seems, in his college days, he's run a multiplicity of schemes. Um, so he'll be able to adapt. And also, the, the main thing is that he coaches linebackers, and Freeman wants someone who can be defensive coordinator and coach a, a positional uh, group, which is uh, which is what he wants in his in, in his defense, in his staff, and other guys, which Irish Illustrated is Tom Noy, noted of the Houston defensive coordinator, Doug Belt, the Minnesota defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi. I mean, 
without watching much of those guys uh, coach defense, they both finished in the top 10 in ranked defenses this year. So it can't go wrong. But I was just thinking, Len, he, Freeman has brought in mostly his guys. Uh, and it kind of reminds, I look back at the uh, first, cl- um, first class Brian Kelly assembled in 2010. And that was kind of filled with his guys. Yeah, Bob Diaco at defensive coordinator. He worked with Brian Kelly at Central Michigan and at Cincinnati. Uh, Charlie Molnar, who was the offensive coordinator, also worked with Brian Kelly at Central Michigan and Cincinnati. Mike Elson, of course. Chuck Martin, the DB's coach, had been with Kelly for years at Grand Valley State. And, and I believe Mike Denbrock was as well. So Freeman's brought in guys like Al Washington, Gerard Parker, Brian Mason, Mickens, of course, who had already brought in to help assemble the staff. Do you think this is the right way to go about it, bringing in his guys instead of uh, instead of the top assistants in college football that maybe he hadn't worked with before? Of course, one of them was Jamarco Shepard, who's the was with the driver, Steve was coaching Purdue, and fans are like, wow, that'd be a great guy to get in. But no, he stuck with his guys. What do you think of that method that Freeman's trying to do as he, as he builds his first coaching staff heading into next season, Len? Well, obviously, when you bring in your own guys, it's a little bit more comfortable. And I think there are some positives to that but you also have the opportunity to go out and get the best and then it comes down to his personal communication skills into developing a rapport with the coaching staff so I'm not saying this is the easy way but right now being a first-time head coach and so many different responsibilities it makes it a little bit easier to bring in your own guys and know that people have your back that you're familiar with them as opposed to bringing in somebody new that you know you have to spend that time to get to know them and to understand what their philosophies are on the football field. So this isn't the easy way. It's uh, probably the best way right now, but it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame is always going to be attracting. Um, the other teams will always be looking at Notre Dame for uh, getting offensive coordinators like a John McNulty just left. But um, at the same time, it's being part of that culture. And I think a lot of people want to be here. And that's the most important thing is if you're looking for a coach, does that person really want to be at Notre Dame for the long haul? Or is it a stepping stone? I think Marcus Freeman wants people to be there for quite some time. Mm, I agree, Len. And uh, like I said, you had a chance to speak um, to some, to some freshmen coming in uh, this week, Len. Uh, Must be an amazing experience to see these guys at the start of their Notre Dame careers and then be able to see them at the end, hopefully with much success and maybe a national championship in there. But in terms of the guys which you spoke to, who are the guys which really caught your eye for our UK European listeners that you think could maybe carve out uh, a, a real college football career here at the university of Notre Dame? Well, they brought so many out. I mean, all the early enrollees, but uh, the ones that stand out were um, the defensive lineman, Gabira and Steve Angeli. Steve Angeli is just maturity you know here's an incoming freshman early enrollee and you would think he would be a junior at Notre Dame and I think you know we saw more of him than we did with Tyler Buckner we really don't know Tyler Buckner as well as we should and but just getting a chance to see Steve Angeli and, and seeing his pedigree and I think I would be very comfortable if he were to be named the starting quarterback as a freshman. I mean, that's the kind of maturity he brings. And then the other ones you can see, they were kind of like a deer in the headlight. Everything was happening so fast and they're waiting for their positional coaches to show up. And they're talking about the enthusiasm and the leadership of the other players that are kind of taking them underneath their wing. But Gabira, the kid out of Virginia, uh, he has just a sense of maturity as well. And 
you know, here's a chance for that individual to get to some playing time, but some highly rec recruited athletes. And um, it's a little bit of a transition right now. They're, they're not being, you know, wined and dined, although they don't do that. I mean, the attention is going to be pulled off of them. And now it's, you need to man up and fight and learn the system and what have you. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if there are a couple of freshmen, much like Rocco Spindler and Blake Fisher last year, who had a major impact in the spring game. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, but don't forget about those recruits that were freshmen last year. You know, where is Rocco Spindler right now and what is his development? So, you know, that these are the things that we're going to find out in a couple of weeks when that uh, practice is culminated in the blue gold game. And then it kind of gives an indication of what that team is going to look like come fall 2022. And it's kind of an exciting time, but I just have to go back and talk to our Notre Dame fans in the UK is that this is pretty much college football, transfer mm -hmm. portals, people looking to play at the next level, transfers, incoming freshmen, coaching changes. It's just part of the business. Yeah, maybe Len Clark has just started a quarterback controversy there saying that Steve Angeli could be a starter this year, but it's just true. If you're saying Tyler Butler, I just, I hate coming back to it because I still haven't got over this from the from the Oklahoma State game. But if this guy's going to be the future, he doesn't play a minute in the game when he's been used all year and you're saying he's not seeing him. I don't know. I think there's something that's not, we're not being told maybe because it, you just, I know you've got, what is it six months until Columbus? Um, yeah, but we, we haven't seen him really throwing the ball. We know he's a good runner, yeah. but yeah, Tommy but Reese like, is the passer. You know, Tommy Reese yeah. is the passer. If, he, if, he, if he's going to throw the ball 60 times a game, like he did against Oklahoma State, and it's just like air raid offense, then we need to see him throw a football. Like, we're not exactly. saying he can't do, but he just has to fill you with confidence. And another thing, Len, this is the first, I mean, you can just see it on social media without, uh, unlike you being able to, to meet these guys, but. It just seems the social media element of recruiting these wicked, really cool videos they're putting up with these Notre Dame greats. And it seems like they're getting loads of interview time. Was this, have you ever seen anything? Because it seemed like with Brian Kelly, a lot of these guys were shielded. It was pretty traditional, whereas Freeman seems to be in, um, really embracing this modern view of, um, of, of recruiting and also being able to talk to these guys like you have at aged 18 is, well, is crazy. We, we, were, we were given a media opportunity. Now I think there is still an element of sheltering because it's Notre Dame doing that product interviewing yeah. those players. They're in the cocoon, if you will. So this was the first time they've been thrown out to the wolves in, in front of the media. Uh, and so uh, we hope that we'll have more access, but you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting when you compare programs around the country, Notre Dame is kind of close to the best. Other programs are looking for that publicity and, you know, it's wide open as far as media coverage, but under Brian Kelly, they've always been like close to the vest and limited opportunities. Uh, pretty much the same thing you hear over and over, you know, playing for my brother. So we really, yeah. we really kind of shielded, but it, at the same time, it's really challenging us to ask the right questions and, uh, but it's the nature of the beast right now. And uh, but what you're seeing is Notre Dame internally is doing the social media type things. It's just part of the recruiting. I mean, that's what ex that's what's expected. These players expect when they're recruited, you know, to be put into the spotlight. Now, there is that big transition. A lot of players are going through right now. It's like that period is over. Now it's time to get to work. And we'll, we'll it's going to be interesting to see the ones who can adapt to that or the ones who might be uh, 
taking a little time to get acclimated to the college game. But we do know that there's a lot of redshirting that players are getting five years, some six now with COVID. But these are very young players. But the great thing is, is that they're immediately hitting class. They're going to graduate in four years and then have maybe two more years to play football uh, for Notre Dame or possibly leaving the program to go somewhere else. And uh, that's just what the nature of the game is right now. But as far as media coverage, we hope that we'll have access and try to get to know these individuals and pass along our thoughts and analysis to the listeners. There we go, Len. Well, early on, early on, uh, early, oh, can't get my words out, early enrollees on campus now. Um, the Blue Gold game, I believe, is scheduled for the 23rd of April. April 23rd, yeah. So, so I kind of can't believe that's really been a year since we it's covered coming up. Now. It's coming up in two months. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of stuff they need to do. And yeah. you haven't even got those position coaches on campus yeah. yet. So there's a lot of things that people are going to have to stay tuned to kind of keep up with the fighting Irish. But once again, we're under the umbrella of Irish Illustrated. So we do tell people to go there on a daily basis. And then we'll break it down after we kind of find out what the reporting is and what's going on in terms of coverage of Notre Dame athletics. But it's that time right now where we're just sitting back and ready for spring ball. Perfectly said, Len. Great to talk to you again. Len Clark, Jake McGraw, recapping this coaching update. Len? And as always. And as always, go on. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.